comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and as always this is Abe. Hello. Hey Abe. Hey Aaron. How you doing? Doing okay. I'm in a hotel room. I can't record. Are you so keeping all keep, on your shoulders? Are you keeping cool? I am keeping cool. Okay because I am sweating right now. It is hot where I am so. What are you doing in a hotel? Uh, it's a wedding that I'm attending. Oh, so I thought it was finished. much more uh, scintillating. There's a wedding in a hotel room? <laughs> Can they put it in there? They're, they're, Are you exactly. crashing it? <laughs> I'm going to go downstairs to the ballroom and just crash it. Um, and also, I'm pulling a Phil Dunphy, and, you know, I've got my mustache on with my hello, my name is, and uh, I'm waiting for Claire. So, Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 70, and today's main episode is Paranorman, the new stop animated feature about kids versus zombies. Uh, and uh, <laughs> joining us to discuss Paranorman, we have two guests, both from Just Seen It, one is the writer-director of the upcoming film Bread and Butter, Liz Manichel. Hi! The other, also from Just Seen It, we have the man who's always putting his foot in a zombie's mouth, Sean Wright. Yes, I'm not directing Bread and Butter, but I am eating it currently. Boom. <laughs> Toast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's see what we got a few, uh, few announcements, I think. Not many, actually. <laughs> um, I, I, I should... Re- I should say that um, last week on our Born Legacy episode, uh, we announced that there was a little Born contest, and uh, that's still kind of ongoing. So if anyone, you know, listened to that episode and like did not email in, you you have a chance to do so now. So just putting that out there. People lost their memory on that one for some reason. They didn't have they didn't have their chems. Oh God. <laughs> There's have, gonna be more of this, by the way. More have, of this for Sean. They didn't have the chems. No chems. Where are they? Where are the chems? Um. <laughs> Okay, iTunes reviews and ratings, always good to get those, also easy to do, uh, really simple, helps out the show, helps everyone, everyone wins in this situation. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Uh, last thing, actually Liz, yeah. um, you did a Kickstarter campaign that we were kind of involved in, but what, is there a status on that that you want to go with? Yes, so um, part of my Kickstarter campaign um, was to have donators get to be guests on this show, and we had, I think, several people... I, I remember, I it's not in front of me, um, but I think like three people are coming to be guests for you guys soon. Whoa, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Very exciting, and we were fully funded, so now um, you're required to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no backing out now. We did sign on the dotted line. Right? Exactly. The dot, dotted line of the internet podcast contracts that are so prevalent in the world. <laughs> Well, yeah, great. No, yeah, congratulations, too, on, you know, getting Thank the you. thing funded. So that's, Yay! I'm sure it's nothing but smooth sailing from here, right? That's you know, how, that's how it, is. Things, it comes, yeah. it, it comes <laughs> to making movies. That it's just nothing but 
easy times. It's super. Yeah, I things are great. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's get to know everybody. Each week we ask each other a few questions to help set the tone for the podcast and better get to know everybody. And uh, let's uh, let's start with Abe this week. All right, Sean. If yes. you were in a very stereotypical horror movie, which character do you think you would be? Would it be like, for example, the the jock or the nerd or the cheerleader who gets killed first? I'm hoping the final girl. I mean, I, I know that's kind of strange, but you want to live through the horror movie, right? You don't want to be. I guess maybe you want those fancy deaths that people remember, but I'd like to. I'd like to remain standing at the end of the credits. So you're the virgin girl. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. All right, never mind. I'll take it. <laughs> and the cheerleader type will be fine. I'll take that. Oh, okay. The slutty horror. You might be like the first or second one to go. That's right. That's right. But at least you know some pretty sweet cheers, Abe. Yeah. <laughs> we are dead. Dead. We are dead. Dead. All right. So I guess I'll go to Aaron. Yes. Um. Do. I don't want. I don't want to sound cynical with this question, but are you surprised that Christopher Mintz-Plast is still working? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm necessarily surprised that he's still working. Um, I, I can see that. I, 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 if anything, I'm happy that he's still working, and he's not necessarily pigeonholed as McLovin. Even though, I mean, that's he, he's never going to ditch that. He's never going to not be McLovin. But I like. I like the idea that he's somewhat mixing it up in a sense i mean he's he's playing he's like you know he's the bully in this movie he's you know he's in kick-ass he'll be in kick-ass too he'll, he, even role models was kind of like i mean i really liked him in role models like i i, I like i like the fact that he's kind of around still he doesn't bother me in any way so yeah i like it too don't forget fright night right no yeah. i forgot about yeah i did forget about fright night but no yeah oh. I, he's he's fun in fright night I, yeah i like him in general he, he makes me he makes me smile <laughs> i agree yes okay Liz. Yeah. Are you a witch? Where are the witches? Where are my cams? Where are the witches? Are you a witch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was my question. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, I like it. Yes. I'm going to say yes. I am a witch. It's a, yeah. It's a rhetorical question, but right. I'm going to answer it. Yeah. yeah. You turned Abe into a newt, so. Oh. Cool. <laughs> Very um, good. Well, then, Abe, um, I have a question for you, even in your newt-like state. Okay. It's a simple question. It's an important question. Do you remember the movie Heart and Soul starring Robert Downey Jr.? I do not. Oh my god! Really? Heart and Soul. Gonna lead you a, down a dead end. I, <laughs> I, li I like to think that Liz has like a giant checklist in front of her and it has a lot of no's on that answer and the yeses is like two. I haven't found one yes yet other than me. <laughs> other than you? Yes. What is it? Heart and Souls? Heart and, Heart and Souls. It's my. It's what I think is very similar to Paranorman. Um, they have like similar plot lines, and so I thought okay. everyone had seen it. Let me just because this poster is amazing to me. But let me just read the IMDb description. A businessman is reunited with four lost souls who were his guardian angels during childhood, yes. all with a particular purpose to joining the afterlife. Oh, it's Aww. so great! It's so great. <laughs> Alfred Woodard is in it, and Richard Portnow is in it. And Robert Downey Jr. and David Paymore, Tom yeah. Sizemore, pre wife beating. Yes. Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> yeah. The, the closer. The closer. Yeah, the closer herself. Oh, yeah. Man. Link in the show notes, heart and souls. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. not looking embarrassed to be in this movie. <laughs> it's awesome. Is this after Chaplin? 
I think oh, it, I don't remember. I think it's right after Chaplin. This Probably. Is, this looks like, yeah, it's 93. Chaplin's like 91, 92. Like, yeah. Like, wow, I chose this. <laughs> He's the dude playing the other dude playing the other dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Liz. Okay, yeah. If a Puritan zombie attack happened in your neighborhood, what do you think would be the most effective way to defeat the Puritan zombies? Uh, through sin. They're just going back to graves right now. <laughs> um okay, Sean. Yes. <laughs> um if you could convert your name into a horror film name like Norman did, what would your name be? Uh add to Q. Jason Vorshan. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> Friday the 14th. Friday the 14th. I feel like everyone should answer that question because I just want to hear all answers. Mine would be WTF with Michael Meyer and mm. I did like three different jokes in one there. That's what I went for. <laughs> WTF with Michael Meyer and <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Abe. I don't know. I like how you, like you thought of one. You're like, oh, I'm done. I can't even. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Abe the dead. I'm a newt right now. My brain doesn't work as, as quickly. Come on, George A. Romero's Abe of the Dead. So, Aaron. Yeah. What, if you are on trial as a witch, what are you going to present as your defense? As my defense? Yes. Oh, my, um, <clears throat> I'm going to just pour water on myself and not melt. That's good. <laughs> That's, that is good. That's, that, yeah. That's better than throwing a house on yourself. It, it would be better than throwing a house on myself. I'm also, I'm also going to... Um, I lost it. I don't have anything else. <laughs> I, was, I was really on the edge of my seat. I, 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 I was waiting for it. That's, that's my power. Oh, wait, I have a wish. No. Okay, uh, okay Abe. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we, all, we all saw Christopher Min's plots do his dance moves in the film Paranorman. Do you think Alvin, his character, could have used his breakdancing moves to take care of some zombies? Uh... Yeah, maybe like the ground humping one. Oh, I don't yeah, know. That one killed me. <laughs> I am so uh, disappointed that the music he was dancing to was not on the Paranorman soundtrack because that was amazing. <laughs> I wonder if you can find it anywhere. I'm going to try. That's for sure. Yeah. Right after I watch Heart and Souls. Or if yeah. anyone knows, if any one of our listeners knows what song that is, email us. Out now podcast at gmail.com. What song was Alvin Brick dancing to? <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> All right. I think that was everybody, right? Yeah. Everybody answered too. Then that's how you play. No, everybody. So let's move on then to movie trailer talk. We discuss a couple of the latest movie trailers that have come out recently and uh, determine whether or not we want to spend time watching them. So our first one, Rise of the Guardians. This is a movie that apparently is based on a book, which I just learned, but it involves all of the famous mascots of various holidays teaming up in order to stop something bad from happening. And uh, you basically, I think our, our central character is Jack Frost, who's voiced by Chris Pine. But then you have Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman, right? Is there, what is yeah, it? the Sandman. Sand, who voices the Sandman? Is it Thomas Hayden uh, Church? Wah, <laughs> <laughs> wah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, they all team up and uh, crazy things happen. And I think Guillermo del Toro is like an executive producer on this movie. Right? I think he is, yeah. So, and uh, yeah. So with all that said, uh, Liz, what do you what do you think about the trailer for Rise of the Guardians? 
Um, I'm tired of holiday mascots in general. Just, I'm tired of them. And I feel like this movie has been made before. Maybe not Jack Frost being the focus. But I, I feel like, was it okay, so there was like the Tooth Fairy one with Dwayne Johnson. There was... <laughs> Oh, God, like, what movie are you talking about? I forgot about that. <laughs> there was the Santa Claus. I just like in every holiday mascot movie, they allude to other holiday mascots. And, like, in Hop, I think, don't they? Yeah. I mean, I'm talking out of my butt a little bit, but I, I, I'm I, not excited, but it looks cool. But, but, but Liz, I mean, <laughs> we've, had, we've had separate Stallone, Schwarzenegger, <clears throat> and Willis movies, but... Now they've combined into making the Expendables. <laughs> and, and, and that was awesome. And, sure, and surely, well, I don't know where to go with that. But, okay. Well, basically, it seems like the Avengers for kids. Like, I can see that. It's like, oh, all of these creatures that you've heard about before have come together, um, and they're using the Avengers uh, workflow or whatever. Um, but I'm, I think that people, children should know that they don't exist, and I think that we should tell them. Well, it seems like quite the contrary, according to Rise of the Guardians. But, Sean, what did you think <laughs> of the trailer? Uh, well, you know, I, 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 maybe it's just me, but I kept thinking before I saw the trailer that this was going to be a sequel to Legend of the Guardians, the Zack Snyder movie. But n- nobody saw that, I guess, so they can <laughs> use the title Rise of the Guardians. But oh. I kept thinking, you can't say of the Guardians, can you? With, uh, I saw I saw Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahuli, Percy right. Jackson, and the Haunted <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone: Return of the King. I saw that movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> it had like seventeen different endings. <laughs> I think the concept is kind of cool. How all these, uh, I guess, various folk <laughs> have all these weird powers that, and it's kind of weird that they actually protect the earth instead of actually just delivering presents and giving you money when your tooth falls out. But I think it's a cool concept. I like some of the animation. DreamWorks has been doing some some pretty good stuff in terms of uh, children-related films and not having it so children-related. I, I think, uh, the, whatchamacallit, what's that one with all the dragons? How to Train Your Dragon. I really like that one a lot, and I like that the uh, the ending wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm uh, more or less on board of it just because it looks kind of interesting to me. I, <laughs> I like the concept in, in a kind of, super all-star team mashup kind of way in the same kind of way that I had curiosity about the Expendables, whether whether or not I liked the movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks kind of fun. I like, I, I do like the idea of like Santa Claus being a badass with tattoos on his arms and say naughty or nice. <laughs> like that, that, that humors me enough where I'm like, all right, oh, I can, I can probably get behind this. And why would I not want to see Hugh Jackman as the Easter bunny? That's a question that I leave up to you guys to answer. <laughs> For a different time. But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. Rise of the Guardians comes out November 21st, 2012, just in time for Thanksgiving, so hopefully the turkey makes a cameo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, dying on the table with Santa Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, He'll get stuffed. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, okay, yeah, so there's that. Let's uh, move on to our next trailer, which is completely related to the Rise of the Guardians and Paranormal, of course. It is The Last Stand. It is the newest movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the leading role for his first time since God, I don't even know when what was the last what was the last what was the last what was, what was, what was the last like starring Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Was it collateral damage? That's what I was thinking. I, I maybe. I think so. Like he was in other things, obviously, but I let's see. Was that after the uh, the one where he's like playing that dude who has to battle the devil with Gabriel Byrne? Yeah, that was the end of days. That's okay. like ninety nine. Oh, dang. My bad. <laughs> well, I looked that up. Yeah, The Last Stand 
this is a movie that has Arnold Schwarzenegger as obviously the Austrian sheriff who is in a small town near the border. <laughs> and there's like a huge cartel gang coming towards his town. So he's like, not on my watch. And he's going to protect his town from this cartel that's coming through it. And he has all the help from his cops, which includes Johnny Knoxville wearing a silly hat. And yeah, action and mayhem ensue. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is getting older, but he's also the sheriff. Um, I should point out, before we get into how amazing this trailer looks, that the movie was directed by Kim Ji-Woon, who did The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, and I Saw the Devil. And those are movies I love and are incredibly well-filmed. So this is his, like, American debut, so take that as you will. With all that said, Abe, what did you think of the trailer for The Last Stand? Uh, it looks like I don't know if it's going to be a good time, even if it's terrible. It kind of just looks a little bit terrible. But, again, what you said, the good, bad, and the weird, it's on my queue list to watch. Uh, I've heard very good things about it. But, yeah, I don't know. The cast, I mean, it's got the guy that says, like, $100 million from SWAT or $100 million. Uh, So it's, like, it's, I don't know. I'm not really on board with it. Say that again? I have no idea what you just said. What would you say? The guy from SWAT, the guy who is being put away, who shouts into the camera. Like the bad guy from SWAT? Yeah. The movie SWAT? Yeah. Olivier Martinez? Yeah, isn't he the guy that says, like, $100 million yeah, to get I, me out? Yeah, and yeah. then Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he says uh, that. Jeremy yeah. Renner just decides, like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do it. That that said, all, all of that, all that all that you just said, he's, he's not in this movie. He's not in this movie? No. I was just kidding. <laughs> but it still looks bad. <laughs> Terminator 3 was the last, the last movie. Yeah. Oh, that's Arnold right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, I thought that was after, before, but whatever. Uh, Liz, what do you think? Um, I've been spoiled because I saw Expendables 2, and until Chuck Norris shows up in this movie, I'm not going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Sean? I I think Liz is spoiled. Chuck Norris has to show up in every Arnold vehicle now. Uh, You know, if Arnold's back, I'll go see it. What the heck? I, I like Arnold. Uh, I just hope that at some point in the movie he says, I'm a Border Patrol agent, you idiot! (laughs) As long as he does that, it's a classic right there. I like where that's going already. And, uh, yeah, the my main pull for this movie is the fact that it's directed by Kim Ji-Woon, because I think he has a really great eye for action. So at least I'm just hoping it'll be entertaining in that sense. That said, as much as I like Schwarzenegger movies, and I do, believe me, I, I could get into an argument all day about various Schwarzenegger movies, which I have in the past. He doesn't look good in this movie. Like he he he, 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 he very looked, old. Not even the old thing. I don't mind the fact and that he's stiff. old. It's he looked stiff is more like it. He yeah. he looks like he's just out of practice in you know acting. I mean, say what you will about him as an actor, but he has a, there's a reason he was the biggest movie star in the world. He has a strong screen presence. He's very charismatic. He did not look that way in this trailer. Just from the line readings he had, it just seemed very stiff. Like it just seemed very, which is I. The same thing I'd argue for Expendables 2, actually, where everything he says just feels like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. It's been eight years <laughs> since I was in a movie last. like, And that's kind of the vibe I got, which is unfortunate, because I do want to see this movie still. Like, It looks absolutely ridiculous. And, I'm, you know, at the same time, I guess it could be nice to get like a just a old school sort of big, big guy action movie, which, we you know, you don't get too many of anymore. 
I think Johnny Knoxville has to wear a stupid hat in every movie, though. It's like a contract or something. And he's also like, he's either he's either reprising his role from a very similar movie, Walking Tall, with The Rock, or right. he's replaying his character from The Ringer. I can't quite tell <laughs> which, which one he's doing. Maybe it's a combination of both. Forrest Whitaker's also in this movie. I don't know why. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to give Arnold the old lazy eye, I guess. But uh, we'll see. Uh, sorry, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Oscar-winning actor, Forrest Whitaker. Advantage points of Forrest Whitaker. Um, Arnold right. down idiomine. I like it. It could work. <laughs> the uh, the last stand. Why are there four writers on this movie? Uh, the last stand comes out January eighteenth. January I forgot. <laughs> comes out January eighteenth, two thousand thirteen. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see on that one, I guess. So, moving on, well, I guess we're moving on to our movie review for Paranorman. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, couldn't you use another stall? Time is running out. From the makers of Coraline. The witch's ghost is going to wake up tonight. And when she does, she'll raise the dead. Use your gift of talking to the dead to stop it. This is crazy. Do I look crazy to you? Uh. <laughs> you uh might want to give that a few minutes. Now to save his town, he'll need a little help. Oh yeah, I got you. Oh, this is getting completely out of. <laughs> And a whole lot of guts. Is everyone all right? Nobody got bitten? I bit. I hung. Did that count? This summer, you don't become a hero. Norman! Norman? This is so Norman. By being normal. There's nothing wrong with being scared, Norman. As long as you don't let it change who you are. Paranorman. Ah! You want to play some hockey? All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Paranorman. And uh, this is the film about a young boy named Norman who... Uh, well, he likes zombie movies, and he's a bit of a loner. Oh, and he can also see the dead. He, um, yeah, he, he can see dead people, and uh, he talks to them, and they talk with him, and he seems pretty fine with that, except for the fact that the rest of the town that he lives in, Blythe Hallow, um, it's, uh, they, they kind of, they don't get Norman. They think he's kind of weird, um, including his parents, his sister, the kids at school, including a bully that's played by Christopher Mitzplotz. And uh, Norman does have one friend, uh, one little, I guess chubby's appropriate. He acknowledges himself as chubby. He's a little, little chubby friend who likes to hang out with Norman. Uh, but with all that said, things are getting wild because every year there's this witch's curse that may or may not affect the town, which used to be guarded by this crazy, estranged uncle of Norman's, Mr. Pendergrass, voiced by John Goodman. But uh, he gives the duty on to Norman. And Norman must now kind of protect his town from this evil witch's curse that causes zombies to rise from the grave. Supernatural hijinks ensue. Uh, Liz, what did you think of Paranorman? I think with 
um, one minor complaint, which is the middle of the film dragged a little bit. I It was wonderful. It was charming. It was sweet. It was hilarious. It was very well animated. I, I had a good time. I, I don't have much to say, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll think of something in a few minutes, I'm sure. Sean? I liked it, too. I mean, I, I like all the sort of horror references. And, uh, you know, it's geared toward kids, but certainly the adults are going to recognize those you know things that they're they're throwing references to and i i do agree with liz once the zombies come on it drags which is ironic that the dragging zombies <laughs> a little bit uh but it it's got a good sense of humor it's got some good characters uh john goodman is playing a ghost part of the time in this movie and he voiced a monster in monsters inc so i'm wondering if he's trying to voice every single horror cliche there is by the time he, he retires. I can't wait to see Dracula remade again with John Goodman in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I like the way everyone has big hips. That's nice. Their hips don't lie, that's for sure. That's true. Ain't that the truth. Hey? Uh, I thought that this was a really entertaining, fun movie. I have to give a lot of kudos to the uh, the animators, the director. Um, I, I think that one of the biggest gripes that I had about it was I just felt that it wasn't really long enough. I wanted to see more of Norman and more of his adventures. And I think I kind of wanted to see more of like uh, the climax of the film play out a little bit more, maybe uh, to a different degree in a different world. Um, the other thing I had uh, just like a small gripe with was just uh, I kind of wanted it to be a little bit darker. Um, and I think that's mostly just because uh, like is also the same production company that made uh, Coraline. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so I, I felt that the core line was, was dark enough and it was uh, cool enough that I was really with it. I, I kind of wish that Paranormal had kind of taken that boundary over. But to be fair, I mean, I sat in front of, or a, a family sat in front of me and, and their young daughter was putting on her hood when uh, when Norman was going to go visit his uncle in the house. So I guess it was scary enough for children under 15. Yeah, I was. Um, I've been looking for this movie for quite a while. It was one of the movies I wanted to see the most this year, and I was completely satisfied. Everything about this movie, I really enjoyed. I, um, the the studio Leica that made this movie, the they did an amazing job with this anim the animation of this film. The Coraline also has a like it looks. It's a great looking stop animated film, and the thing about that film and this film is that it's all. I mean, we know stop animation is done by hand and everything. It. It shows, and it's like it shows how there's just like so many people that work here that make this movie look fantastic. I mean, you have like huge crowd scenes, which must be incredibly complicated to do in a world where you're using, you know, just stop animated, you know, puppets or whatever models, and right. it's it just looks great. Add to that, the movie's really funny. Like, it has a couple of my favorite like funny laugh out loud moments that I've seen this year. One involving a vending machine versus zombies. Like it, <laughs> yes. this this movie like. I was just, it, it was hilarious to me. And it still had time to, like, fit in some, like, some good messages about, like, just about bullies and about uh, being different and accepting that. Like, it's, every like, just has so many different things that I just really enjoyed about it to make up one great movie as a whole. I really like the uh, the voice cast as well. Like, uh, the, uh, I like Norman himself, Cody Smith McPhee was in, what, the uh, Let Me In and The Road. Like, uh, he's really solid as a lead. I, I like what he was bringing it to the table. Add to that, you know, the other, the, the supporting guys, you have what, Anna Kendrick and Casey Affleck. And... I didn't know that was Casey Affleck until the, the post-credits. All right, until the credits. Yeah. You know, I was really like, that's Casey Affleck? That's really funny now. I don't know why. He was solid, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's playing like the <laughs> doofus jock character and he did it like, he did it really well. Like, he pulled it off. 
You did? Wow. That zombie bit really threw me. Why'd you have to go and get everyone involved in all your weird stuff? Well, you weren't supposed to follow me, were you? Sorry, my fault. When I'm nervous, I get mouth diarrhea. Whoa! <laughs> diarrhea! Oh my gosh! I think I'm having an aneurysm. Oh, this is so typical of you. No, you don't understand. I'm the only one who can stop this, Courtney. Oh, I understand. I understand that this is all getting completely out of hands! What do we do? What do we do? Fetch! I don't know! I don't know! You're the oldest! Not mentally! Well, the film is a lot like Heart and Soul, sorry, Robert Downey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Just like I wonder what Liz's callback is gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> um no, yeah, I mean I I think it has a, a lot of heart and that one shot um of Norman walking down the street. And you see things from Norman's point of view and all the ghosts that he's talking to. And then you see them from an outsider's point of view. And assume it, you know, it looks like Norman's talking to no one. He's talking to invisible creatures walking down the street. It's just a beautiful shot. And the way it was filmed combined with the music, combined with the animation, it's just clearly there was a vision and a voice and a cohesive style. Really good. Yeah, it's a really that that shot you're talking about actually is really cool, just because it's. I mean, it's a stop animated movie, but it feels like it's like a long tracking shot. The way it kind of pans around yeah. him, and suddenly all these right. things happen. It's like a big one shot of this happening, and that that's really, really cool. And yeah, the score, by the way, by John Bryan. I really love the music in this movie. I've listened really to it a lot too. quite a few times yeah. now. It's quite effective, and uh, really cool. And like it, what I like about it beyond being just like a solid score, it also makes it mixes a lot of what I thought was kind of a John Carpenter vibe, like the... Just yeah, the way I got of, that too. Like, did, did you get like the, some like, it just plays tones at some point? Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I really liked that. I really dug that a lot because it really reminded me of just like those old horror films when the killer is chasing after you and they just play those tones, those ominous, like, they kind of sound like blazing tones and whatever else. Um, it was really cool. Plus, the music itself, like the actual uh, score itself was, was really good too. And it's great that Norman's cell phone uh, is the Halloween theme, you yes. know, certainly that's from <laughs> back. And then the other laugh out loud moment, I don't know if it's the one Aaron's thinking of, but I, I just love the uh, little, his friend standing outside the window echoing that, you know, famous shot from Halloween where he's wearing a hockey mask. That's just classic. Yeah, yeah that's another, because it doesn't like, it doesn't come a few times in that movie where you just have characters kind of appearing out of nowhere. It's just, it, what it feels like, it's like um, the director, writer, uh, Chris Butler, he's like the co-director, but he wrote the film. He's like clearly cashing in on a lot of his like the things that he loved as like a child or at least as a younger person. Like it's it feels very much like an like an eighties Amblin movie, but also with like a, a great like ode to various horror movies. Like so you have all like I mean it's a zombie movie ostensibly, but also has like witches and stuff. But it like it feels like an old like paying homage to a lot of different types of horror films that like he must have really enjoyed when he was you know younger, just in general still. And also being like a like a fun kid adventure movie like The Goonies, for instance, like it, it combines these aspects in a really effective way, I thought. And I just like the treatment of, of emotion in the sense of like at the climax, um, and I won't give anything away, but the the monster uh, as it is has a has a real rooted reason for being a monster and a, an emotional right. truth to everything. And um, I really love I love that. I thought it was very honest. And then, you know, kids get really saccharine and ridiculous. But in this film, Tucker Alberti playing Neil is literally, yeah, literally one of the funniest characters I've seen this year. The like, little redhead kid. 
So does everyone come back as a ghost? No. My grandma told me it's usually people who still have stuff to figure out, or sometimes it's the ones who died suddenly or in a bad way. <laughs> Bub? Is he there? How's he look? Uh, good. He's happy to see you. Who's a good boy, huh? Good boy. Can he feel if I pet him? Yeah, I guess. Mmm, mmm, bubby wubby boo. Mm. Uh, that's not his chin. Which helps because he's like actually the like the, that actor is like the age of his character as opposed to some of the other actors who are like he's fairly they're older than yeah. who they're supposed to be. I, I that seems to rub off on on his casting. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the best openings I think in a movie I've seen this year. I mean, it's the, where they start with in the wrong aspect ratio, and then they they've like added grain to a stop motion picture, and then you find out that he's watching TV. I mean, I kind of got. Like you were saying, Aaron, that uh, there's a personal vibe from the filmmakers. You could see that this is echoing something that he would have done as a kid watching, sitting in front of the TV with his grandma behind him, you know, watching some horror film on TV. Which is, and that works well because uh, what a, a vibe that I got from this movie, which I, it feels... It feels almost like it could, like, if you take away the cell phones, like, it feels like this movie could have been set anywhere between, like, the late 70s up to now. Like, it feels, it has a it has a very specific time quality, or a timeless right. quality to it, I think, that that serves the film well. I, I, it's It was neat that way to me. Did, did we, uh, who saw this in 3D? I did, but I, I kept taking off my glasses. <laughs> I did it. Was it worth it? I saw it in 2D. Did you see Coraline in 3D? No, oh. I saw it in 2D as well. Coraline in 3D is is good, I think. Yeah, Coraline, Coraline's fit. Like Coraline's, and that was, I mean, that came out before like Avatar. Like that was that was the first stop animated film to be made in 3D. Like they literally like, it was like double the work for them in terms of filming it basically because they had to do it that way. And that movie looks amazing in 3D. I I can't say that Paradormal looks like amazing in 3D. I would say it's fine. Like it utilizes the format well enough, but it's not one that'd be like, you know go out and see this in 3D, I can't say, like, I rarely say that anyway, so, but, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it looks as good as, you know, most animated films do look in 3D, but just curious, because, I mean, I was, I was a fan of Coraline in 3D, so I was curious if this one's okay. going to stack up to that, so. No. If they showed again in 3D, that'd be great, I'd go out and see it. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, I, I mean, I watched it actually with these glasses, that a, another reviewer gets headaches while watching 3D films. So he took apart his glasses and made them 2D viewing glass. It was very odd. I don't even know the science of it. But he basically took out one of the layers of his 3D glasses. And in, in doing this, he had to make... Okay, I I'm, this is taking far too long to explain. <laughs> Watch the film in 2D <laughs> with a 3D option. And I would constantly look back and forth between... 2D and 3D, and there wasn't a real difference, actually. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in 3D, and I would, I would say, yeah, it's fine. I, I, I don't think that there's any, anything spectacular about going to see it in that format. Yeah, I would agree. There's maybe like one scene towards. I mean, not that I'm gonna like completely recommend this movie in 3D, but there's like one scene towards the end that involves things kind of popping up out of the ground that oh, kind okay. of worked for me in 3D. But yeah, the, for the most part, no, it, it wasn't like one that's like one for the ages in terms of 3D. <laughs> How did the cloud swirls look in 3D? It looked fine. I mean, it. I mean, it's there. Like it's not really like. like, Yeah, it's not. It's just. It's nothing. I. 
I can, I mean, movies like Avatar Hugo, like, I can tell when the 3D's, like, really working for me, and this one wasn't one of those, so. Yeah. Or Coraline, for that matter, that movie. I, I rewatched Coraline the other day, actually, which really stands out. That's a solid movie, but. I really like Coraline a lot, too. Actually, in terms of that, uh, Abe, you were talking about kind of the darkness of Coraline. The and darker that, aspects yeah. of Now, it, that movie, yeah. that movie's, that movie's creepy. Like, things that have buttons on their eyes and mechanical spider hands running around and even, like, the various exactly, other yeah. characters in that movie. That stuff is crazy. That, like, that stuff is inherently creepy, and I can understand kids having nightmares from this movie, or from that movie. For Paranorman, it's harder for me to say, like, whether or not I think kids would be afraid of this movie. You're, Abe, you're saying that, that, like, you had a kid putting their hoodie on the whole time in front of you? Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's those that only for some of this. There's, I guess, there is there's creepy images in this movie for sure, but I think as opposed to Coraline, which had a tone that was much darker, I think, and had more that would make someone lead to having nightmares that night. I would say Paranorman has such a fun vibe to it that it's more or less the thrilling aspects of it kind of go with the movie well in terms of keeping yeah. you involved but not making you terrified of what's happening. That's it's hard. I mean, I and also, yeah, go, go. Also, what everyone has mentioned also is just that the the story is emotionally affecting in such a way that, yeah, you can understand uh, some of the the uh, compelling uh, factors of some of the characters in this film. And so, it, overall, it's a story about, you know, not so much defeating evil. It's just more about understanding uh, everyone's point of view and their backgrounds. So again, I guess that they are different in those regards. So that you can make Coraline a little bit darker, just because that woman is crazy. Evil Terry Hatcher is evil. She <laughs> is. <laughs> I did hear a rumor that Paranorman was originally supposed to be a girl. Uh, but, I mean, this is a rumor from another reviewer who had done their research. It wasn't like someone on the street telling me, Paranorman was a girl. But um, Paranorma. Paranorma. Yeah. Paranorma. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then... I do felt I did feel like that at, by the end of the film there was a three-dimensional representation of both the female character and the male character and how they're kind of counterparts to each other. But you saw it in 2D. Oh. <laughs> um, as far as any gripes that I had, because I didn't have many, because I just was really into this movie. But um, I kind of I I kind of who said they wished it was kind of longer. Who, who said? I did. You did. I wish, it was I, I wish the. Um, I can understand, like, the opening needed to kind of speed through things quickly just because you need to get to what's going on in the movie. But yeah, I, 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 I wish there was more – I wish that I wish there was more setup of the world. Like, I really like just the opening of this film and just discovering what Norman's life is like and what this town is like and stuff. Because I was just really into the, kind of the the set the, – the world itself. Like, I wanted to – I would have appreciated more world building in terms of these supporting characters and just this place that I'm in and what's going on in this town and more of Norman's perspective, even though I, you know, I still enjoyed what I got from it. I think that there was a, a point in the film where I wanted more world building, which is later when he's, uh, with, uh, another character. So it would have been cool, but I guess that's really not really anything that they could really show anything of. I'm really vague right now. If you're speaking of the climax, if anything, I thought the, I thought there were too many climaxes. There's a lot of like kind of final action bits that could have uh -huh. led to the ending of the movie earlier, and I, I, before getting to the final one, which is somewhat melancholy in terms of what it does. Yeah, it is. I like the zombies in this movie. <laughs> the Puritan zombies. Uh, they were. They were. Uh... Interesting, I guess, but then when you got their backstory, it's really 
sad. See, that's the thing. You get backstory on zombies. That's that's yeah, which I guess you never really like because zombies in zombie movies are always they're just you know monsters happening here somewhere. Like they're not the interesting. They're not supposed to be interesting. They're supposed to be something that's causing a threat, and then you get all these other characters in zombie movies that are supposedly more interesting. This applies. That's that's a great twist on this story too. Is it's not very straightforward in terms of oh well, it's going to be like these kids battling these zombies. It's uh, there's more to it, and I think that's what I really appreciate about the film. Uh, yeah, I agree. Other than, like, the animation. Yeah. Although I did like the one zombie that had, like, his mouth and then, like, his lips were kind of, like, dra- like dragging <laughs> down under his face. Like, it... You see the one that gets, like, slammed in the door and his teeth just go through? No, it's not that one. It's, like, one of the bigger oh. ones. All right. I know what you're talking about. I like that guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> and they shamble. Like, the, I can't, they have, the animation's so good in this movie that the zombies, they, they're, like, amazingly well-animated zombies. Like, they shamble, their legs kind of, like, sideways, and they shuffle on the floor. It's, like, really, they, they, they've got their zombie animations down pat. They have been watching a lot of zombie movies yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> thriller. <laughs> yeah, thriller. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's the, the one. It's <laughs> the one to watch. Anything else about Paranorman? No? I think we're good? No, I don't think so. All right, then let's get to our rating. Each week and out now, we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater to dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. Start how we started. Liz, where would you put this on that scale? I say see it in the theater at night. Go full price on this sucker. (laughs) Sean? Yeah, sure, I'll say theater. Uh, Uh... I mean, I guess I'm somewhere between dollar theater and theater. I think you'd be fine waiting for it, but uh, I think it's worth seeing in the in the theater. Abraham, I'd say with theater. Yeah, you, <laughs> it kind of threw me off. I was like, "Who's he talking to?" But uh, yeah, theater definitely. I loved it. I'd say IMAX. I'd go for it. Too. Oh wow! There you'd I'd go for it. Huh? Yeah. Yep. So there we go. That's our thoughts on Paranorman. Let's uh, do a little movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. <laughs> this is where we discuss a few movies that kind of relate in some way to the main feature. And um, so, with that in mind, let's start Abe. Abe, what movies did you think of regarding Paranorm? Uh, well, this one's not a movie, but I thought of the game Plants vs. Zombies. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Pendergrass. Mr. Pendergrass looks like the uh, the crazy neighbor that you buy stuff from. He does. Yes. Oh God. That's, where's my then, show notes? Sean is like cracking up. Oh over my God. That's perfect. Dude, that's a great yeah, game. Look, too. It does look like that. It is a great game. I love that game. And and the zombies are moving very. They, oh they're God, dangling so like what Aaron. Where is the Paranorman Plants vs. Zombies mashup game that should be available for iPhone? Like where is that right now? Trademark Abraham. No. <laughs> Uh, and also, I thought of Monster House, um, Cabin in the Woods. Monster House is another good, that's like underrated, I'd say. I, I think so, too. I think, it, like, I don't know what happened that year, but I really like that one a lot. And that one was a dark film, too. Yeah. Uh, this makes sense. And uh, Coraline. And Silent Hill, <laughs> for some strange reason, because uh, there's a scene in the movie Silent Hill where uh, everything is explained. And that's actually pretty cool. And I thought that if the movie ended there, it would have been a, a slightly better movie. But it continues on for another like thirty minutes, and it just goes to to waste. But um, Silent Hill was, uh, you know, there's a similar theme and just you know people in peril and and why they were persecuted. Okay, Abe recommending Silent Hill. Good one. No, no, I'm not recommending <laughs> Silent Hill at all. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for you to talk about the sequel that's coming out this year. Hmm. Uh, Liz, any movies coming out? Ah, uh, duh. It's heart and souls all the way. From 
beginning to end. Um, no, it really, I, I know I keep harping on this, but it really does remind me of that film and the idea of a little a little boy not knowing what to do and not finding his way in life and then letting little supernatural ghosts uh, help him out. And um, I think the way that Paranorman talks to his grandmother is similar to the way Robert Downey Jr. talks to all the ghosts. Sean? Suspiria. Take the kids to see Suspiria <laughs> after they see Paranorman. Uh, yeah, I thought of the I thought of the Goonies. Certainly, you know, the kids joining up and discovering something in the small town. Uh, I thought kind of the production design had a bit of a Tim Burton esque quality. Like the suburbia landscape was kind of like Edward Scissorhands. I could see that too. Um, for the older crowd, if they just want to go back and check out like the classics like Halloween and stuff like that, they could do that too. That's a good pull. I like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, I, uh, I thought of the Goonies as well. I also thought of uh, Super 8, mainly because I felt like Paranorman delivered on what I wanted Super 8 to do more of last year. And uh, in terms of just having that kind of callback mix of kind of that Amblin vibe that, I mean, that movie wasn't a, literally an Amblin movie, but it it wasn't like amazing as I wanted it to be. It was just merely good to me. Um, the Frighteners came to mind. Yeah. Oh, yes. Frighteners. Love the Frighteners. Frighteners. This movie's basically Goonies meets the Frighteners. Uh, <laughs> Carpenter movies, I said, zombie flicks. Kind of, Claudia Pachanza Meatballs came to mind just in terms of kind of the irreverent humor that was going on through some of Paranorman. Coraline, obviously. And then Abe, I thought of Captain America, too. Really? Just in terms of, like, you were, you were big he on... Didn't, he didn't like the bullies? He didn't like the bullies, and you were pushing, yeah. that, you were pushing that out a lot last year when we saw Captain America. And, yeah, I like that about Captain America's quality. And that's something I like about Paranorman too, like how they're and I like the the way they're handled. I like I like this movie's thought on bullies more than I like the movie Bully. But um, the <laughs> the documentary, the documentary, the documentary bully. bully. Yeah. That is a, a truthism if there ever was one. That's yeah. it's, a, it's a better movie on bullying than Bully itself. Yes, and I I like that it Paranorman kind of goes into like bullies just being people that are afraid of things. Like I like how it handles that and. That's yeah. So I I thought of your thoughts on Captain America. He was like, yeah, "This is cool. I like this. Like it's it's tackling it's tackling this issue in a sense, but not like kind of you know ramming you over the head with it. But it's just like a neat right. kind of thing going on in Paranorman's like in his understanding of things and the movie and the movie sensibilities. So yeah, that's that came to mind. Also, I'm just gonna watch the Frighteners after this because I love that movie. <laughs> I want to watch it. <laughs> so good. So that's movie okay. callback. <laughs> Call back, call back, call back. <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to the box office. Each week we talk about the box office totals and see if our previous week's predictions were anywhere near. Uh, Abe, do you remember what you thought last week? Uh, I think I said second with 30, but I can't be sure. You did say that. That's high. Okay. Uh, Maxwell's, yeah. Yeah, Maxwell <laughs> said third place of $18 million. Jose said second of 20 I said third of 22 Paranorman this weekend came in at third place with $14 million. Ooh. So Maxwell was almost there, but a little high. Um, of course, The Expendables 2, although not necessarily, of course, it didn't make crazy amounts of money, but it made a solid $28 billion in first place. Board Legacy, where my chems came in at second place of 17 Then, yeah, then Paranorman, third place. Uh, other things happened, too. The campaign's still making money. Sparkle, which I'm sure we all saw and loved, uh, <laughs> that came in fifth place. Dark Knight Rises, that little indie movie that could, that's still making money as well. The Odd Life of Timothy Green. A movie that I'm strangely intrigued to see, by the way. I don't oh, know why. Oh, it's good. No, yeah. Timothy Green is a good movie. I would not mind seeing that movie at some point, but we'll, yeah, we'll see. Let us know what you think. I will. I'll come on for an extra special episode of Just See It to re-review <laughs> The Odd Life of Timothy Green. <laughs> <laughs>
And then uh, Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones have sex. The movie is in eighth place. <laughs> this is a disturbing image. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> that was scarier than Paranorman, I think. <laughs> I was trying to think of a seeking a friend for the end of the world joke, but I couldn't think of one. Um, okay, so then Diary of Wimpy Kid. Then Total Recall is continuing to vomit at theaters because it's terrible. Um, so there you go. There's the box office for the week. Is it that time? I think it might be time, Aaron. Getting pretty close to the time for games. Ooh, all of that. Moody this week. All, all, all of that, yeah. Little, yeah. Even, even some background action. Okay. Whoa, is that, is that it, like it, a dead grandmother playing? I'm that? not playing it. It is playing by itself. Stop it. Stop. 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 All right, it's done. Um. Okay, I have a new game, guys. <gasps> I'm excited. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Now, are you guys familiar with the game Mary Killer Screw? Yeah. That's the game where you there's three you like you're given three options and you choose which one you want to marry, which one you want to kill, and which one you'd want to make sweet passionate love to. Yeah. Okay. I have a game called Mary Zombie Slash. So this is a game where I'm gonna give you three options and you choose which one you'd want to marry, which person you'd want to turn into a zombie, and which person you want to die in a slasher movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds uh very uh awesome yeah yeah <laughs> so this if anything this seems like a group game so we can all just kind of come to a consensus on each of these but i have several combinations of characters that we will all decide whether we want to marry zombie slash okay good got this yeah got it okay here we go the first one's easy it's paranormal related we have alvin mitch and courtney okay so who do we want to marry who do we want to turn into a zombie and who do we want to see die in a slasher movie I don't know who... Alvin is the bully, Mitch is the jock, and Courtney's the cheater. No, but none of these are marryable. This is tough. Not even Mitch. (laughs) He's like a good guy. Isn't Mitch the, um, he's a weightlifter? Yeah. Yeah. He's never never done deltoids in his life. (laughs) I I probably have to marry the single female in the group. No, I don't think you should base it on sexuality. uh, That's about the only thing that I could base that one on. I think this is the last one that you have to worry about the sexuality of the characters involved (laughs) Well, yeah, because hmm, this is tough. I'd like to see Christopher Wren's class as a, as a zombie. I could go with that. I was going with that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm basically right there with uh... his break dancing will be way slower. <laughs> then I guess. Well, he'd break to, his hip. <laughs> you would have to marry Mitch because I don't think Courtney's a. Well, she's just kind of annoying. Yes, and he'd, Mitch... so he'd slash her in the slasher movie. Yeah, I'd slash Courtney. <laughs> And Mary Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we've come to a consensus. Okay, next movie, or next set of characters. Mary Zombie Slash, Bane, Joker, Scarecrow. Oof. Ooh. Ooh. Bane already is a zombie, so... There you no, go. Mary, Bane. Work there. Mary, Mary Bane. Mary Bane. He's got all that cash from the Gotham but City stock market. But he's a romantic at heart, yeah. I see where right. this is coming from there. Yeah, that is true, yeah. I'd probably see Zombies Joker, because he'd just still be wild, but he'd be slower. Yeah, I would zombie Joker. Yeah. There'd be less manic energy running around me, and then we what? just we just kill the scarecrow. Right? Yeah, there you go. good one. Stick him on a <laughs> stick him on a pole and make him an actual scarecrow. Take that. Yes, yeah. that worked. <laughs> Who's your Murphy now, Killian? Okay. Um, <laughs> We'd have no judge though. I mean, there there'd be no law and order because he wouldn't be you know at the gavel behind the bench. Yeah, things are worse than. He could be zombie Joker, yeah. just like slowly gaveling. There you go. <laughs> New world order. So, okay, next one. Mary Zombie Slash. Arnold, Sly Stallone, Bruce Willis. Oh, oh Mary Bruce. Mary Bruce. 
Me? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hop on the Liz wagon, I guess. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah, I think Bruce. I'm... Steely, yeah. steely blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. Zombie Stallone. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm a zombie now. What? Yeah, he's talking even further than that. His jaw's like really like off to the side. Hey, yo. I mean, <laughs> some people think the last Rocky movie was basically Rocky as a zombie. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> that's a that's a that's one of his best performances in the last. Yeah, Rocky movie. really that speech, Johnny. You love that. Speech. It's a great movie. I made all sunshine and rainbows, kid. Yes, I love this. <laughs> oh, good. All right. And so we're killing Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, here's the next one. Jason Bourne, Aaron Cross, evil Chris Cooper. Is this maniacal laugh? <laughs> yes. Either, yeah, either, yeah, not Chris Cooper from Bourne Identity, Chris Cooper from the Muppets movie. <laughs> this game just got better. That's good. Oh, man. We have to marry maniacal laugh Chris Cooper. <laughs> he obviously... <laughs> He sings. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking if you shot Jason Bourne in the brain, he'd pretty much know as much as he knows when you hadn't shot him in the brain. So maybe... He's a zombie, is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that maybe you can't put him as a zombie because... He's already a zombie. He's like, there's nothing up. There's no information in his brain to have a brain, so you can't kill him by shooting him in the brain. God, this is long This involved. is too deep. This yeah. is, I see what you're going for. And I think Aaron Cross was... He was better at protecting his women than Bourne was, so... That's probably true. Probably, yeah. probably keep him around, even though he's going to be constantly... So make him a zombie, right? So then you, well, so then you wouldn't be asking... I was, I was going with Aaron Cross ODing on his chems, so he'd be dead. <laughs> I don't think he can OD on chems, though. He, he's already been tapered off. He's been tapered off, but if, I mean, if you make him a zombie, he wouldn't be able to talk anymore, so he wouldn't be able to shout, where are my chems? I like that. Or he, he'd just shout it a lot slower, and we'd just be like, shut up! My chems! Locker. Um. <laughs> okay, so next one: Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, or that chocolate cake girl that lives next door. The chocolate. <laughs> the Russian girl. Yeah, the Russian girl lives next door. Is it? Is Emma like Stone Gwen Stacy or Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy? Correct. Okay. Oh. I gotta marry Emma Stone. Yeah, that's the, ah. yeah, that's done. <laughs> that's no contest. Yeah. Zombie chocolate cake girl, because then I'd still get chocolate cake, but she wouldn't be like... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Perfect, perfect karma. Thing. Like melting off of her, because, you know, her flesh is decaying. I mean, is that that still seems like a better option than Kirsten Dunst. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see zombie Kirsten Dunst, watch Melancholia. Hey-oh. Oh, I love Melancholia. This game leads to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, obviously it doesn't get better than that, so here's the next one. Optimus Prime, Megatron, Shia LaBeouf. You kill Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> you, marry, you marry Optimus Prime. And Zombie Megatron. Okay, that's easy. Zombie Megatron. Easier, oh, okay. easier than I thought that one would be. Okay, here's the next one. <laughs> Magneto, Michael Fassbender mode. Professor X, Patrick Stewart mode. Hmm. Or Beast, either. Either Beast. Hmm. Like Kelsey Grammer mode. Grammer mode can't go wrong with Fastbender. Yeah, I was. I, was, I guess you'd True. marry Fastbender. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence thought he was. Uh, he was all that. So. Fastbender. I mean, I'd be. I'd be under the spell of Magneto too. Like if I was in there, like oh my god, changing shapes and stuff like Mystique was. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he has a really big penis. But I mean, that's. that's <laughs> we don't know if that's true. I, that's, I guess that's I, true. we know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, you had to hold it back in shame. But, uh... 
That's weird. <laughs> you know, it'd be weirder if Michael Fassbender starred in the remake of Boogie Nights. Oh, God. <sighs> Still directed by Paul, Tuffy, Paul Thomas Anderson. All right, well, we got to figure out who's zombie and who to kill. Yeah, zombie, Professor oh, X or yeah. zombie beast. You kill I, beast, right? Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Does zombie Professor X still have his psychic powers? Ah, uh, good question. It'd be hard to utilize them, I'd imagine. Because <laughs> then he could still hurt you, and I'd be like, ah, oh, well, I don't want that. I'm kind, of curi- I'm kind of curious what zombie beast would look like. <laughs> true, true. Instead of blue. Actually, I'm curious how zombie Professor X would act, too. Would he, would he, would he be in the wheelchair? Can you just zombie all three of them? I mean, and then just, I don't know. Go from there. <laughs> Go from yeah. there. Page match. Okay. <laughs> all right, next one. Zo- <laughs> zombie Mary slash Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk. Mary, Captain America. He's a good old boy. Right? Come on, guys. <laughs> that is true. Over Tony Stark. Although, yeah, Tony Stark. Well, we still need him around to make stuff for us. I- I'd zombie him. Okay. <laughs> Right. And then, uh, unfortunately, I-, I like the Hulk, though. Like, Mark Ruffalo Hulk, or... Oh, yeah, which Hulk? Eric Bana Hulk. Uh, uh, um, uh, Bill Bixby. Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> Bill Bixby. Lou, Lou, uh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, see, that was too... Oh, yeah, yeah. I have no problem killing him. <laughs> <laughs> By the by, if you watch the Arnold documentary, Pumping Iron, Iron. Lou Ferrigno is... I didn't know that Lou Ferrigno was, like in the competition against Arnold. Yeah, dude, they're all, you know. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Moving on. Thor, Hawkeye, Loki. Well, you marry Thor because he's cool. He has a nice and smile. A he has a nice smile. Yeah, he's got a nice smile. Friend of the show, maybe. Friend of the show, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, Red Dawn's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I, well, that's a trailer we should have talked we'll about. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they use zombie Loki. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> There's no explanation for that one. I like I like uh, Tom Hiddleston. He's a good actor. That's why he's zombie. Yeah. That's Scott Fitzgerald. I especially like yeah, exactly. F. Scott Fitzgerald. That's right. Yeah. And Aaron Cross was a zombie, so I think there you, he can. There you talk. go. Yeah. There you go. Wait, what was what was uh, in Midnight in Paris? What's Gil's last name in that movie? Is it Pendergrass? Who? Gill and Owen Wilson in Midnight in Paris. Yeah, it is. is I think it is. Just like Mr. Pendergast in Prairie Or Carbon? Pendergast or something. Okay. They're, still, they're still vague. Similar. They're still oddly similar. Very close. I think, okay. yeah. Here we go. Here's the next one. Black Widow, Catwoman, Merida. Which Catwoman? Oh, Merida! Oh, Merida! From Brave. Ooh, that's tough. And Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Julie Newmar's Catwoman. Well, don't marry Merida because Merida is a single independent woman who doesn't need to marry. So zombie her so she still has her archery? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I gotta marry ScarJo, I think. You know, I think that's fair as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. It'd be tough to negotiate things with her though. <laughs> I do like, want to. She'd always she'd always one up you in the negotiation process. Right. It's tough to kill off any of those Catwomans though, save for Halle Berry's Catwoman. Mm. I totally forgot about that one. I just blocked that one it's out. A, it's oh. okay. No, we, we all did. We all don't want to think about that movie. <laughs> Basketball scenes. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Basketball? Basketball. I've never seen it, so I'm going to be surprised when I see it. Well, the book. basketball scene in Catwoman. Oh, my God. It's god-awful. Okay. About, uh, amidst the rest of that movie, which is also god-awful. Okay, here we go. Next one. 
getting the end. Okay, to 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 uh, provide some context, last year when the Expendables came out, or two years ago when the Expendables came out, Scott Pilgrim also came out. So this is my Scott Pilgrim tribute game entry. Ramona Flowers, Knives Chow, Envy Adams. Oh. Envy Adams is uh. He's the lead singer of Clash of the Demon Head and Scott's ex girlfriend. Hmm. Um. Well, I mean, he fights everybody for Ramona Flowers. True that. So you gotta marry Ramona Flowers, otherwise it's all in vain. Yeah. I'd marry Knives Chow. She okay. was adorable to me. <laughs> but she's so like absent-minded. Abe, she has to. I mean, she's. Oh. Yeah, is Knives like a friend? He's a high schooler. Knives Chow, the friend. Knives Chow is the 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 high schooler that Scott is dating at the beginning of the movie before. Oh he... yeah, she's adorable. She is adorable. Yeah, <laughs> Ramona didn't appreciate him the right way. So right, isn't that the thing? She was like the unattainable, and that's how she yeah. should name. Yes, it is Mary Elizabeth Winstead though. Sorry, yeah, I think you meant to say paleontologist Mary is very right. right. from, the, from thing. the thing. Yes, <laughs> from the thing. Listening to um, men doing work. <laughs> Men at work. Men at work, yeah. I like what band I like I like the band Men Doing Work. I like that tribute band. <laughs> My bad. I was born like Men Doing Work. Those guys. <laughs> All right. So what did we decide? I, I think we're we're in a disagreement with this one. I, who, no, I'm with I'm with Aaron. Who, I didn't hear eight. Zombieing in the situation. Uh I'm gonna zombie knives. I would marry Ramona Flowers, yeah. and then uh, we'd axe off uh, yeah, NBA. Yeah. Although she yeah. was, that's Brie Larson. She was in 21 Jump Street. I liked her in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of Shane Tatum, The Huntsman, Magic Mike, Ted. Oh, Ted, you kill Ted. Kill Ted. Kill Ted. Kill yeah, Ted yeah. I, I need to mention that Liz and Sean are in the weird camp of people that did not like Ted. Yeah, sorry. It's okay, my brother-in-law didn't like it either. He, he looked at me really funny when I recommended that he go see it. Yeah, we, we got a lot of internet hate for that. A it's, lot of people it's because you're wrong. I mean, that's oh. <laughs> I would marry the Huntsman. $213 million, don't lie. You did do Shakira's hips. How much money did uh, that uh, bike movie with Tim Allen make? Uh, yeah. Wild Hogs. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> or boat. <laughs> Enough. Yeah, your, your de facto argument is Transformers 2. Yeah, that's where you throw it. The <laughs> there you go. Sorry. That was the obvious one. Um, uh, are we? Who are we marrying now? Magic Mike or Huntsman? Well, I'm marrying Huntsman. Hmm. Seems like a good guy. He has a nice smile. He does. Well, although Magic Mike can like probably build me more interesting things than the Huntsman can. He could Huntsman could probably like build me like a mud shack just fine. Yeah. But Magic Mike could build me like a sweet table out of like stuff you found on the beach. And you got to remember though, if you die, the Huntsman can bring you back to life. That is ooh. That is ooh. Shot. He just threw me through a loop there. Bringing in the uh, much the like journey. much yeah. like Casey threw her fans through a loop with her marital discretion. <laughs> <laughs> Relevancy. <laughs> The Huntsman's hearts will always belong to another. The Huntsman will not never love you. Um, that's why we have Liz on this show to really bring home <laughs> the right angles. Yeah. yeah. His heart and soul isn't in the right place, obviously. So go for Chaney so. Tatum. <laughs> go for Chaney Tatum. He's a good dancer. Maybe Chaney Tatum brings along Lilia Munn for the ride too when you marry him. Like she's like part of the package. Uh, uh, sad. But as her newsroom character, so she's just constantly reading business facts to you. Um. <laughs> Okay, then. So we heard Ted. Okay, so last one. Here we go. Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, Barnabas Collins, or David from Prometheus? 
That's hard. Oh, Dark Shadows. The, the ma- massively popular Dark Shadows. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh. See, David from Prometheus almost is a zombie. Yes. I mean, he, can't, he can't read into that guy. But he's inter- he's good to watch. He's interesting to he's watch. He's very interesting. He's, he's, zombie he's, him. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't zombie him because he's got, you know, alternative, ulterior motives to his uh, programming. He's going to try and off you. Why was he going to off you? He didn't off anybody. Well, well indirectly. Indirectly off people, yeah. Everyone wants to move out of their parents' home or whatever he says. <laughs> Hold on. Who, tell, tell me who David killed in that movie. Tell me what what evil things did David do besides open doors. No, he's... He, uh, he poisoned that guy's drink. Yeah. That <laughs> guy was an Let's move on. Let's move on from that guy. Yeah, but then indirectly impregnated. I don't want to give too much away, even though. You oh, should. because Prometheus needs to not be spoiled at this point. In okay. Well, then you know he. I think he knew that they were gonna have sex, and so he indirectly impregnated an alien baby in um in the girl from Dragon Tattoo. Numi Rapace. Yeah. Yes. All right. So because she had to do an emergency C-section, and that was Which, painful, and then she had to right. run. Yes, I agree with that. And the space people's and, and women really have it tough. That's what I heard. The... <laughs> <laughs> These views are not fully endorsed by both members of Out Now. So Dave, so what are we with David? Are we are we zombieing him or? I would I would ask David. You would ask David. So you yeah. so now you, Abe, you get to either marry Barnabas Collins or Abe Lincoln. Well, That's literally I'm going to marry Abe Lincoln. So we have Abraham and Abraham versus vampires. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Abe. I would Barnabas Collins. I mean, I would zombie Barnabas, Barnabas Collins. Zombies. And that would be that. I'm I'm, uh, I'm clearly zombieing David. He just seems useful to me. Like it's not like I'm going to LV two twenty six or whatever planet that was. Right. And I, I guess I'll I don't know I'll stake I'll use Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter stake to murder Van, Barnabas Collins. Oh, all right. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. And then I'll be an Abe Lincoln. We'll just hang out with Daniel Day Lewis. Right. <laughs> and Spielberg. And what? And Spielberg. And Spielberg. Yeah, we all we all, we all have sweet beards. <laughs> yes. And Lance Henriksen. Didn't he play Lincoln at some point in time? I assume he just does that in his life. I don't that's, know. Did he? Yeah. That's role playing. I thought he was on like a TNT movie, but that's not. Let me just... see. Lance Henriksen, Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Google this right now. The day Lincoln was shot, Lance Henry. There you go. There you go. It's on. It's on a. It's on a VHS on Amazon. <laughs> VHS. What's that? Rob, Rob. The the great Rob Morrow is in that movie. Oh, from Northern Exposure. He plays John Wilkes Booth, and oh, and, and Will Will Wheaton is in that movie as well. Will Wheaton, really? Will Wheaton. Will. Will Wheaton. And. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy himself. Jeremy Sisto plays Frederick Seward. I, I want to see this movie now. <laughs> you got heart and souls in the day Lincoln was shot. Right? John Ashton was General Ulysses Simpson Grant. John Ashton, guys. <laughs> Did I mention Will Wheaton? <laughs> the day the Lincoln was shot. In the show note. We have great show notes this week. The day Lincoln was shot. One last mention of Will Wheaton, and we're moving on. Okay, so that was games, I guess. That was fun. That was. We found out a lot of people that we want to marry, turn into a zombie, or slash. Yay! Well, I I can't wait to see the ceremonies for some of these weddings. That's what I'm thinking. 
But uh, let's move on to what we're talking about next week. We are kind of at a loss what we're going to talk about next week. It's kind of the end of summer, the dreads of summer. The uh, This is where you, you have your your last-minute releases, and one of those is going to be Premium Rush with Jiggles himself, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and, the, of course, the extreme Bike Messenger movie, which co-stars Michael Shannon. <laughs> All of those things I love saying in one sentence, by the way. Um, we're we're going to kind of... Hey, what are we doing? We're going to kind of talk about various no, things. Yeah, we're going to talk about the movies that maybe not everyone has seen, but we will do the work for you and see. I, yeah, I think uh, I, last week's show, we, think we, meant, we mentioned that we might talk about Expendables 2. I think we'll reserve our time to talk about Expendables 2 next week. I know I've seen it already. And um, I won't spoil my thoughts on the movie, but Liz, you saw it, apparently. Yeah, did yeah. You, did, you, did you like Expendables 2? I thought it was hilarious, and I'm not the audience. But I think I enjoyed it because it was... I, I, I read it as a comedy, and I think it it portrays itself as a comedy. So I had a good time. More so than the first one, I would say. That's Absolutely, cool. yeah. Yeah, so... Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk about maybe Expendables 2, maybe some Premium Rush, if any of us get around to seeing it, and other things that may happen. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll have seen the, the Odd Life of Timothy Green at that point. I'll be able to talk about that. Yes. You know, maybe I'll see Killer Joe. Maybe I've seen that, because I want to see that. Killer Joe's the William Friedkin movie with Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, like, crazy that I want to see. I've heard that it's very good. Yeah, so maybe we'll do that. We'll see. But, yeah, odds and ends next week. We'll talk about stuff. We'll figure it out. But uh, I guess we'll do some kind of box office. Let's just predict what we think is going to be number one next weekend. How about that? No, no, uh... no number is assigned. Just what's going to be number one next weekend. Right. So what was that, number one this weekend? Expendables 2 is number one this weekend. Premium Rush comes out next week. So does this movie called The Apparition, which I think is like a PG-13 horror movie, which tends mm-hmm. to do well. <laughs> um, that's it, really. <laughs> yeah, that's literally all that comes out there. Or, oh, okay, wait, wait. There's a movie called Hit and Run that comes out next weekend. That's the uh, the Dak Shepard movie. Right. Yeah. Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell. And uh, Brad, Brad Coops. Bradley Coopers in that movie. B. Coop. B. Coop. <laughs> I'm, I'm Coop Coop for Cocoa Puffs. Is that is that the... Uh, is that what the kids are saying about him? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just gun it and say paranormal movie number one because I think everyone should go out and see it. Okay. Even though that's probably not gonna be the case. All right, Liz, what do you think is gonna be number one next weekend? Oh, um, oh gosh, I don't ever follow these things, so I'm just gonna list. I'm gonna say what Abe says because Abe is dreamy. That's a first for the show. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Sean. Uh, I, yeah, I don't see with those titles and those selections that anything is really going to pique people's interest beyond what's already out there. So I guess the, I'll say the Expendables 2 will stay in the number one spot. All right. Yeah. I also have no idea what's going to be number one next weekend. I'm just, I'm going to say, I'm going to go for it and say premium rush. We'll see if the, if the, if the rising popularity of Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to pay off. And if it does open number one, that bodes well for Looper, which I am looking forward to quite a bit. Looper, so. yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. So yeah, there's that. Let's, uh, that's, well, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all there is. That's it for, uh, this week on Out Now, Fair and Abe. You can uh, find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodeazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com, uh, for various Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at Twitter at twitter.com slash aaronsps3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Uh, Liz? Oh, you can find both of our stuff at www.justseenit.com or you can look up Just Seen It Reviews on YouTube. And we're going to be on PBS. We just got picked up by PBS and we're going to be awesome. on PBS. 
September 1st September at 5.30? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. on PBS SoCal. SoCal PBS. Ah. That's awesome, guys. Yeah. That is really cool. Exciting. I think we're right after this is this old house. <laughs> I'm not wine. <laughs> not Angelina Ballerina. I mean, yeah. Those are two of my favorite shows, guys. So if that's if that's your lead-in, I'll obviously be watching either way. So, uh, Sean, any any where people can find more of your work? Uh, Liz stole all my thunder. Yeah, just same stuff. Justseenit.com. Just seen it reviews. Just seen it reviews. Great. Uh, cool and um, yeah you can uh, of course find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes also at hhwlod.com where you can find all our shows as well as the other great shows on that network which include the Walking Dead TV podcast Legion of Dudes and other fun shows that talk about comics and games and fun stuff I was actually just on the latest episode of Walking Dead TV podcast we did a commentary for one of the episodes of that show and that was it's always fun to hang out with those guys especially uh, Jim Dietz just shout out to Jimmy because he's been on our show quite a bit so cool for him uh, let's see, outnowpod.podomatic.com. You can find most of our newest episodes and some exclusives. Um, outnowpodcast.gmail.com. Feel free to email us with thoughts on why you think Sean and Liz should just constantly be together in the same room helping us out on the show. And, you know, <laughs> talk to Abe about his, you know, intense fear of saggy zombie lips. Just, you know. <laughs> that is scary if you think about it. It is. I mean, ugh, zombie lips coming at me. Uh, it's worse than docu lips. Um, and yeah, we still we have I think we have various contests that have gone around in other episodes. So, you know, email in because you have a better chance of winning than you may think you do. So there you go. <laughs> uh finally, Facebook.com slash outnow podcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can find all our latest updates, episodes, pictures, and whatever have you. Uh, you know, on those various sites. Uh, you know, like and follow those. And I think that's gonna do it this week. Sean and Liz, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you. you. I love the unison. The unison was beautiful. That was really good. Did you guys time that? Oh, my God. Yeah. God. <laughs> we synchronized our watches. I can't wait to hear your holiday album. <laughs> okay, so that's going to do it this week. Until, <laughs> until next time, so long. And goodbye.
summer cat looking over his shoulder at me and he's strange sure is strange you got to pick up every stitch you got to pick up every stitch yeah And, oh, and, and Will, Will Wheaton is in that movie as well. Will Wheaton? Really? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> Will, Will Wheaton. <laughs> and, uh, 